Welcome to another show of Pod Between Worlds. Today we're going to talk about some uh, High Republic stuff. Uh, there was a Chapter 1 release, uh, so we're going to go into depth on that. We're also going to talk about, I believe, some Phasma stuff, and then we're going to talk about some Squadron stuff, uh, all relevant to canon that's going on right now. Coming in hot. All right, homie, what do we got? All right. Also, everyone, you're talking to the three-time cornhole champs. <laughs> uh, today we, uh, Dominate. We you dominated today. I played good that second game. Huh? I said you dominated today. I played good in that third game. But the first two games, that was all you. Yeah, I, I did okay. It was, you know, it was good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, so we're the, we're the three-time champ, you know, no big deal. Anyways, uh, today, uh, first thing we'll probably get into is the High Republic, the High Republic Chapter 1 of, uh, High Republic Chapter 1, Jesus, uh, Light of the Jedi, which is being uh, written by Charles Soule. I, said, I think I said that right, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Charles Soule, uh, so he's the author of Light of the Jedi. He released Chapter 1 a few days ago. And we got a chance to read it, and I'll drop it to Ollie. Uh, what did you overall overall? What did you think of the chap uh, the chapter, and where do you think it's going? Yeah, I mean, I th I think it's a good little teaser just to get just to kind of wet the whistle. You know what I mean? Um, it's not. I I don't. I read. I I don't know where I read it from. A lot of like that. I I. I see a lot of the tweets and stuff like that. Some of like the negative Star Wars people. Which again, like we talked about, I don't even know why they're still like why they still care at this point. They hate everything that comes out, so just I don't know. I don't know well, why they pay the, attention. What's the, what, but what's the negative stuff that they're saying? They just think it's typical Disney. Like uh, they're focusing. Everybody's up in arms because of that. Remember that like trailer thing that showed like the the board and like on the board they were just like idea like brainstorming, and so it had like dinosaurs and uh diversity and stuff like that and like people are like oh they don't even care about a good story you know what i mean i don't want to go down this path but like i'm saying so people felt like this chapter was very like oh it's like the perfect world everybody loves everyone and the government's just working and stuff like that and i just from reading it i got exactly the vibe of what we were told kind of in the prequels that the republic was for a long time right yes. this like super golden era kind of thing um obviously it's not going to be perfect but that's the way it's going to be described in an opening chapter that's going to set the scene for everything right like they're just they're setting the scene for this golden age so i, I didn't even notice that i think i mean i don't think we got a lot um we got that cool beginning or or what i think they're suggesting may be kind of the catalyst for the beginning of the whole high republic like um storyline that they're going to go on which is this this freighter or passenger ship that basically breaks apart in hyperspace and, and sends, um, I don't think they said this in the chapter, but did Charles soul was t saying about it, that it basically ends up in this thing where like a lot of the, the outer rim worlds are like, they could just be hit by like a flying piece of this thing and could like do massive damage to their planet. So it's, it creates this kind of this fear, right. And the Jedi are, are going to be brought in to help with this. So I think, I think it's an interesting start. Um, it's certainly, uh, if, you, if you're a person who's thought Star Wars rehashes a lot of stuff, 
this is like a totally different take on on why the Jedi are going to be used, right? Like like kind of like a unknown, just like uh, natural disasters can happen, right? At the end of the day, I mean, I know I know it's not natural because the sh- the ship broke up, but um, natural in terms of like no one's doing this on purpose. It's not an enemy, you know what I mean? So I think I think this will set. I, a, I think maybe what we saw is the reason it broke apart is going to be these, the bad guys that they were talking about. What did they call them? They're like punk rock kind of like space pirates, but they called them. I think they gave us the name for them. I forgot. Oh, God. It's not, it's not that important, but um, it, it's something like it, 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 they have a name and that's going to be the main group of bad guys, in other words. So I think what you're going to see is I think this may be... Um, it may be them putting stuff in hyperlanes to make it harder for the Republic to get out to the outer rim. You know what I mean? And maybe this is what sets off this whole thing. So uh, I think, I think, I, uh, to be honest, I I'm not I'm happy to get it and I'm happy to get reading. Obviously, it's going to take till January for the actual books to come out. So I'm happy to get a little bit, but I'm not um, I'm not amazed either way. I'm just excited to get something. You know what I mean? I think it's a good start, but it's it's just a it's just one chapter in a whole line of a whole new series of star wars you know what i mean so it did its job it got me kind of excited for 10 minutes i was like cool i i certainly didn't hate it um but there's there's too much not known to to like to really judge it in terms of like for anyone that's saying oh the high republic's gonna suck now because of this or the opposite the high republic's gonna be unbelievable because of this i don't think we got enough info it's just you know just a nice little the world's in a crazy place right now with COVID and all these things getting backed up. You know what I mean? So just to get a little, a little taste of what we're going to, to look forward to, you know what I mean? So I was, I was happy. Okay. How about, how about you? Um, so my, my feeling was kind of, I mean, uh, I don't have much to add to add to what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there were a couple particular things that I thought were very interesting. I actually, okay. Up so I can reference it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Overall, the chapter, it is a setup chapter. I mean, this is essentially just like a, here's what's going on. It's not really in depth. Right. And I think that's why they gave it to us. It just sets the scene. Right. It's almost like everyone's saying it's, it's said it's chapter one. This is really a prelude. This isn't really, this isn't really anything that's, uh, and obviously, if you have read it, you understand, you know, the person that they're referencing, like the, the, I guess, protagonist in this chapter, you see what happens to her, but... Right, we're not going to get a background. Like, this is her, that's her story. Like, that's everything. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah, definitely these prologue are, feeling. These kind of, yeah, so the, uh, these kind of chapters, um, they're definitely... I mean, we see them in Star Wars. You see them in books all the time. Mm-hmm. This is just a this is just a depth build. Uh, sorry, world building or setting building type chapter. So right. I mean, when I started reading it, I was like, I'm not. I don't expect anything in particular that I was like, oh, this is going to be like tied to. You know, they've mentioned a couple of Jedi's and stuff. Right, right, right. I'm not really into it yet. The thing that I am interested in is a. The hyperspace lanes, Mm -hmm. um, clearly that's, you know, in this realm or this time period, they're still expanding to the outer rim. That's the setting. That's a huge part of it. So I'm very interested in that. And I actually, you know, at first I didn't really think I was going to be into that, but now I'm kind of like, all right, how did they expand? How did they get into these outer rim worlds? Yeah. These hyperspace lanes, how do they navigate that stuff? So I do find that kind of interesting. 
and maybe how that relates to say <clears throat> later on if you know we talked a lot about thrawn on here and we've talked about a lot about the unknown regions right so how could that relate to that that's true that's one thing especially with messing with the home hyperspace lanes yeah i didn't think about yeah. that yep yeah so that's that's one thing i'm kind of like i would like to see more on so mm -hmm. uh just this chapter just them talking about it is very interesting the second one um you know the other stuff like the nitty-gritty details all that stuff i didn't really yeah. find anything in particular yeah obviously you find out the chapter mm -hmm. uh, chapter chancellor so i think that's how you say it. the main thing is the very end uh what happens to the legacy run that sounds like to me and i've already seen it on reddit too but even when i read this before i even looked mm -hmm. at what other people are thinking rebels this this sounds like uh what's that ship the uh it pulls ships out of oh interdictor cruisers yes yeah it sounds like that it sounds like it that was kind of what happened in a sense maybe the, I, um, I think yeah i I think they described it as an object. An interdictor actually just pulls you out of hyperspace. But yeah, it could have been early interdictor technology gone wrong. Like it didn't pull them out because the ship's too old or something. Yeah, it definitely could be something like that. That's it's an interesting so take. It's not how I saw it, but yeah, definitely just as valid. Yeah. I mean, you don't really see that. Uh, at least, let me take a step back. So Rebels, uh, you don't really, you see that in Rebels. But like mm -hmm. before Rebels, I don't, I believe you don't really see that that technology. I'm trying to think uh, of uh, if there were interdictors in the Clone Wars. Um, there must have been something, but no, the inter interdictor cruisers are very much Imperial designs. At least the the ones that we've seen a lot of. Um, I'll have to go back and look. Maybe there was something in the Clone Wars, but I I know for a fact that most of them are. That is a big Imperial thing, you know, Galactic, um, the Empire. So. Because of that, because of the relation between that, if it, if it is, in, in fact, one of those, mm -hmm. I'm then interested in, okay, how did they come up with this technology? Because even though they talk about the interdictors and and uh, you see it in Rebels is like the biggest example for me. Yep. But you don't, they don't talk about the tech that goes behind it at all. As as far as I know, that I haven't read anything there. But yeah, so the old, I, I don't... There. Maybe it's the new Thrawn, but I think it's the old Thrawn went into pretty good detail on interdictor cruisers and where to put them in battles to pull people out of space and stuff like that. So it has been explained, maybe not in canon. Um, well, you read the Thrawn book, so if you don't remember, I don't remember. May maybe not. So it must have been the Legends Thrawn books, but I think they're still working off the basic technology. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> even so in the new Thrawn book, like the last one explains those gravity uh, cylinders that uh, the Griscues. And they can't create a gravity field and be cloaked at the same time. So we have like little, you know what I mean? Little information there. Um, so it's a pretty powerful thing. But yeah, I mean, they basically pull people. It, it basically puts a web, if you will, through the hyperspace lane or wherever you're aiming it. You know what I mean? And basically, if you try to jump to hyperspace through that web, you just get brought back into real space. But as far as how it works in that timeline... I don't know of any examples where it made you crash. It just pulls you out of hyperspace. It doesn't make the ship explode. But 
like you're saying. I, I didn't read it like that. I read it as like there was something in the hyperspace lane, like a moon or, or a man-made object in it that they hit. Um, but it very well could be, or maybe it is early interdictor technology that's not good enough yet, or or the um, the ship that they're driving. She she talks about how old it is. You know what I mean? So maybe it's it's like inter, interdictor technology gone wrong. Um, you know, we we just don't know. It's an it's a, it's interesting because it's not something I thought of. Um, but that 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 is cool. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's interesting. It'll be. Uh... Like I said, I, I, that's one of the things I'm kind of particularly interested in is just, you know, how this chapter, the things in it relates to what goes on later in the, uh, right. later in the book. Uh, clearly, if, so this book is like the Jedi and it's, uh, they're trying to introduce uh, some antagonists. Maybe this is them. Yep trying to mess with the hyperspace lanes i definitely think that's uh, yeah i think that's where they're going with it block people from going to the outer room yeah i don't think it was an accident i think some that somebody or something put that there or caused this you know what i mean um yeah but yeah one thing i wanted to mention too that i've been thinking about with the high republic i mean it's it's not something that's gonna be interesting to like general fans but people who are really into it i think it'll i I think it'll give us a good um because like as into star wars as i am um I I sometimes lose the feeling for the difference between the outer rim, the inner rim, the mid rim, the colonies, the expansion region, like all that kind of stuff. Um, the core and the deep core. Like, I think this may add to the lore of like when we do go to planets in these different movies that are on the outer rim. It always it, it, I always take every planet as an individual thing. You know what I mean? But they do play this game. You know, you see it in the Clone Wars. And, and I think the High Republic is going to highlight it because it's not as easy to get to the outer rim yet. But um that you know a lot of the planets in the inner rim and the and the expansion region and the mid rim you can look at a galaxy chart they're like well established and people know what to get when they're there and then when you go to these places like um Tatooine and and like some of the hut space even though that's a little bit more developed because of the huts but like you know Tatooine um Iriadu, uh uh jakku like these places like when when the rebels go there or when the new republic goes there this is like a this is like a backwater kind of out of the way place that they don't have as much information on you know what i mean and i think i always forget that i just think every planet's its own thing but there are regions that are pretty well established so i think this will help in building that lore of like because they may not even know they, they may be discovering some of these planets at this point you know what i mean and that's only and that gives you a better sense of it because that's only 200 years before the movies you know what i'm saying yeah. so i think that could be cool a d- deeper thing but i think that could be interesting yeah it's world building I mean, yeah that's that's uh that's one of the biggest things i like obviously mm. like too about canon or not can star wars. just star wars yeah yep i mean it influences me with uh you know with my own writing too like just uh, wanting to build, get creative and build something from scratch. I mean, this is, right. this is kind of a small opportunity for them. They still have to tie things back to all the movies and everything that's coming right. out. Right. Not as strictly. Yeah. They have a little but more like, leeway. But we don't, yeah. Like you were saying, we don't have, we don't have a ton of information in terms of if you pull, pick out a planet and you're just like, all right, how did it start? Probably yep. don't really know. You're probably just like, oh, it's just there. It's been there for thousands of years. And right, you don't. I guess you don't get the feeling of why is Jakku so much different than 
Coruscant. Right, or any planet that you go to uh, otherwise, you know what I mean? It's because it's just not a well, be like you going to a country that's maybe not as explored and doesn't have the same technology. and You know what I mean? As opposed to you going to Europe, you know, that's a little bit, it's very similar to where you're from. So, you, you know what I mean? You, even, even like, you know, any first world country, like you're going to have a lot of the same stuff, you know? <clears throat> yeah. So, so. Uh, any, any other, uh, comments or anything that you think, uh, do you think anything will come out of this before this book comes out? Uh, we make it a little more. Um, I'm glad they went with this to kind of set up the story. Like we're talking about a lot of times I feel like we get like that alphabet squadron shadows fall, um, excerpt we got was like in the middle of the book. You know what I mean? So I almost thought when they released one of these, it would just be like a chapter about a Jedi and which is some people may have liked more, but for me, it doesn't gives you nothing on the story. You just get like a random chapter about a Jedi that you're going to learn a million things about later. You know what I mean? Um, I think that it was cool that they tease some of the names in the pictures, but that's enough. I, I like this as like the setup, especially if, if this truly is kind of like the catalyst for the whole storytelling that the higher public's going to do. Like this is where these guys come out of hiding in other words, and cause this galactic kind of, disruption and that's how the whole high republic storyline is built i want to be careful because the high republic is referring to like a time of the republic whereas the high republic i'm talking to is the storyline that they're going to build here if this is like the cataclysm cataclysmic event or catalyst event that sets off their whole storytelling um which i think they're leading it towards i think that's really cool you know what i mean because the rest, like you said, this is a prologue, and I feel like that too. Like this, I don't think we're going to learn more about the captain or the people on this thing. This was to build the world that we're in, and then we're going to jump in with a story. You know what I mean? So I think this is almost like not even part of the book. It's part of like the lore. You know what I mean? So I think I think it was a good idea. I think it sets it up nice. I like. I actually really like the ship name too. I kind of wish they didn't use something that uh, iconic. What was it again? The Legacy Run. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Well, I mean, it'll fit, if this if this is literally the event that makes the High Republic a thing, it has a, that's a pretty important ship. You know what I mean? Yep. And if it's that cool, what they'll do is they'll write a story about it, Pre- like this. prequel High Republic. You know what I mean? They'll they'll end up doing it eventually. It's just probably not in the cards right now. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, All right. What do we so got? We uh, so that that uh, Light of the Jedi is not coming out this what January twenty twenty one is that what yeah January fifth twenty twenty one I think yeah yep yeah, yeah, six so, months um yeah so we'll so be interesting to see what else comes out before then but uh kind of moving into more uh can uh uh canon for the novels Black Spire is being re released as a paperback and there's going to be an extra chapter in there detailing the rescue of uh, or a short story, I should say, of the rescue of Siv and Torby on Phasma's uh, homeworld. So basically, uh, if anyone hasn't read uh, Phasma's uh, Phasma the um, novel, Vigo, huh? The novel, yeah, 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 the novel. Uh, I believe V goes and and rescues them, but they don't really they don't really talk about in detail what happens. Right. Um. And that was, I read that not too long ago. Um, what are your thoughts on that? What do, what do you think? Uh, why do you think they're uh, 
they're re-releasing it. I mean, uh, it could be. I mean, just a fun little thing. It was probably written and didn't make the book. You know what I mean? And then after they released it, they're like, "Ooh, that'd actually be cool." You know what I mean? As a little add-on. Um, I uh, it was probably written for the Phasma book. You know what I mean? And then they were like, "Oh, we'll just add it in on this release." I'm I'm looking forward to, to because I'm gonna start buying some of the books because when I go back and try and re re-listen to them because I do them all on audiobook. A lot of times stuff will um, stuff will be said and I'll be like, "Ooh, I got to remember that because I wonder if that's this person or that person or if that lines up." But it's really hard to go back and find it in an audiobook. You know what I mean? Whereas if you're reading it, you can see how it's spelled, everything like that. So. Um, so this is just kind of one of those things that's like, oh, nice. Like maybe a little bonus for picking up the book, you know? I actually, uh, I've started, uh, I was also doing audiobooks, but I've actually started buying the books. Yep. Excuse me. And I already have Lost Stars. I have the first book of Aftermath. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Ahsoka. I have Blood. I really Lions. enjoy reading them. I just, I wouldn't get through them. I have a lot of time on the road you know, making deliveries and stuff like that. So I get to listen to them. So I get through them faster. I get to enjoy them. So, but, but the books are definitely, the books are definitely better in terms of like going back and rereading stuff. Cause you can skip around easier if you're like, ah, I don't like this part. You know what I mean? And find stuff. I'm actually reading uh, alphabet squadron again. Uh, I started it, but I started it too late before shadows fall came out. So yeah, I, I uh, wanted to get through it again. So, uh, before getting shadows fall, but yeah, um, oh, so you haven't yeah, even started Shadowfall? No, no, okay, no, I, I haven't, and which is fine. I, I mean, yeah, we yeah. can discuss it because I kind of, I, I've already kind of. I won't get in and in, in, into anything specific. I just wanted to relate it to squadrons, which actually, I mean, that'll bring us to our next point, really. Yeah, that's, but like related to the I, getting back to the Black Spire thing, though, or yeah, Marathi and stuff like that. I'm interested to see if this is kind of their catapult into maybe maybe uh bringing they need to wrap that that storyline up because they they did uh was it crash of fate they did the black spire one they obviously did phasma black spire was the uh sequel to phasma right but they didn't it left down a cliffhanger and then part of me was hoping maybe rise of skywalker would have maybe some tidbit of yeah and nothing ever came with that well it's also related to crash of fate too that book took place on black spire and they both ended with weird like that book ends with like some battle over um batu which which didn't happen in rise of skywalker so i wonder if this along with i i saw um delilah dawson post the other day uh that she had like pitched or kind of pitched like basically she had another v marathi book ready to go um or or had it started and just was waiting for you know del rey or or star wars to green light it so i think it i think that may happen you know what i mean and maybe this chapter is kind of the lead into that and maybe it'll wrap up crash of fates too because they both end in not precarious places but they end on on I don't even know if I'd call them a cliffhanger they're just not finished you know what I mean and that they weren't finished because rise of Skywalker they didn't want to tell more of the story into rise of Skywalker but now we're good to go you know what I'm saying like so like finish it up let's hear what happens to Batu, what happens at Black Spire and how that affects the galaxy do they end up going to Exegol to fight with everyone 
Like, is that where a big know. portion of the ships come from? And maybe they can't tell that. But it, it does, I do agree with you. It, it feels like almost like if that was the case, then this book should have already been written and it should be coming out like now or like three months after Rise of Skywalker or, or even like after the Rise of Skywalker releases on DVD so everybody can see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just quick, uh, you know, Twitch chat. Uh, Evan Hawk, hello there. Just wanted to hey. say hi. Just What's going on, guys? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's just they definitely need to wrap that up. I think that's one of the biggest uh, with Phasma and with Black Spire. Like those, I actually really liked Black Spire for what it was. And right. Two, that whole thing, and I understand that it had to do with like the uh, the the theme park and everything, and the hotel and all that stuff. It's really cool. It's I'm, I, it's actually pretty creative that they tied it into a theme park. Right, uh, just, but it did. It was pitched as it was going to play more of a role in Rise of Skywalker. At least that's yeah. the vibe I got, and it and it didn't, or it hasn't. Maybe they have it written, like we said, and it'll come out later. But it, all those storylines just kind of ended with like, and Rise of Skywalker is coming out soon. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, well, uh, that's okay, that, that's the biggest thing. Like I had like with the sequel trilogy in terms of novels. That was one of my biggest problems with it is that like you had all these novels, you had all these things that kind of it. Well, this was you are completely. This is a perfect example of like V. Marathi could have been in the background of Rise of Skywalker. Right. Simply could have said nothing, just a, a lady with purple hair in the background, and it would have meant everything to canon, and it wouldn't have confused anyone that didn't read it, right? Right. But they just don't do it. It feels like they miss a lot of those opportunities. Right, and this is why the sequel trilogy is just a you know cluster. All right, no, just... sequel trilogy was good. I'm just saying the canon thing, uh, they could have done a better job. I agree. I agree. Oh my god, we'll always have opposing views on it. It's all good. All right, so what do we got? We got squadrons next. Yes. Uh, so squadrons. Why am I drawing a blank right now? It's a video oh. game. Yes, it I didn't know that. I thought it was a board game. My bad. Um. <clears throat> So squadrons. Yes. Uh, I don't even know where to go with this, just because it's just it was an amazing uh, uh, when they showed the the video game, the gameplay it was amazing. I, right. I oh, so, so I mean, we we went over it a little bit last time, but the uh, well, we had our review, um, yeah. and they released a couple more things, right? Like they released the names of the. Uh, the squadrons or did they oh, they did it in that vandra my bad my bad yeah yeah you have oh, they released the planets that we're gonna see yes, yep. that's what i was okay so why don't you um, read those so there is six planets so far that has been released which is pretty interesting um i haven't heard of any of these or, or just off the top of my head so i don't know if you have once i read these solid mm -hmm. uh yavin prime is probably the only one i yep. heard of that's uh, the big okay yep essels essels yep that's uh from it's uh I, I believe that's a play on something from legends i don't know if it's exactly the same but yeah uh nadir nadiri nadiri yep that's where the nadiri starhawks are from yep yep uh susisabu susisabo susisabo yep. I, I think it's susisabo yep that's in the chandrilla uh, system. Yep. Uh, Galaton. Galaton. Yep. Galaton. Yep. Uh, Zavian Abyss. The Zavian Abyss. Yep. 
you know all of these? Uh, not from like uh, some of them from the past, but mostly just because I heard the list before. Yeah. And some of it, so I will say, I'm not going to get into a ton of spoilers, but some of it is in the Shadows Fall book. Right. So these are, yeah, so in the Shadows Fall, that's, uh, so the the basic connections, is that all? Sorry, are those all the planets? I want to yeah, let you get no, through this. All, okay. all the ones I've seen so far. So there's a, uh, the Vanguard Squad, who is your team in, uh, on, on the Rebel side of the single player game and squadrons, they are on the same um, ship, like uh, they're on the Lodestar um, with Harrison Dula, which is on the same ship as Alphabet Squadron, Meteor Squadron, and Hail Squadron. So, yeah. like, you're kind of... It'll be interesting to see because in the book they kind of say, like, Vanguard Squadron's over here. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, you're at the same time related to what's going on in Shadows Fall and not... You know what I mean? You're a part of the book that they're not telling you about because obviously this story is going to take place in the game. But, uh, but it is interesting because you know, you hear a little bit about these planets and, and where Vanguard squadrons going. Um, sounds like we're going to be mainly in this sector, um, of space and in, in the Chandrilla. Um, and it, uh, it, it brings up some interesting stuff because in the book, they also go into some interesting, um, tie-ins to random canon stuff. This isn't like spoilers for the story. But just like side mentions as they're going through the story, they talk a little bit about like um, uh, Bespin and it being closed down, um, yep. which is where that whole that whole system's closed down. The Anote sector with Bespin, um, what is it, Narshada uh, and uh, Hoth or whatever, which is from that video game that we played, the the mobile game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they mentioned that that guy's there, like kind of like there's a blockade. So like little mentions, like there's a few more I haven't, I haven't written down, but we'll get into that when we go over um, Shadows Fall. But I think it'll be really neat because I think this book and the game, at least this, the single player storyline, are going to be really closely linked, which is which is fun. I mean, that that's pretty cool. See, like that's what we're talking about, right? The other pieces of canon, the, the, the TV shows, the books, the comics, the video games... They, they have this interconnected, really nice, they mesh here, they mention this, right? And the movies just didn't do that. That was my main complaint. Like little things. Like again, when you're reading Shadows Fall, if you never played the Uprising game, it yep. doesn't take away from your experience because they're just saying, oh, we don't bother with the Anote sector. That guy's crazy. He's locked that thing down. And that's cool for someone who played the game because that's exactly what's happening. But you played the game in that sector and learned all about that. You know what I mean? So... I, yeah, I think it's it's really neat. Um, and some of those planets are interesting to get back to squadrons um, because like the Nadiri Starhawk, um, Galatan, I think is the, um, I think is uh, one of the, the uh, Imperial like shipyard kind of places. I could be wrong on that one. Um, and the, uh, I'm interested to see, because remember that planet we saw in... Um, in the preview that kind of looks like Coruscant yep. with like the sprawling city lights from, from space. I'm wondering if that's late in the game and that is Troyth, which is the main planet from Shadows Fall, basically, because they describe it as like a mini Coruscant. I guess it was the center of the galaxy before they moved it to Coruscant kind of thing. So I think that's kind of neat. Like if it has that same vibe from space that you see like the, the circles and like the lights of the city because it's like a cityscape planet. Is that um, the first time it's mentioned? Like that Troyth? Yeah. 
I think so. As far as I know, they are pulling a lot of stuff from from Legends, so I don't know oh, which a lot of stuff from Legends. Huh? Yeah, because I think Essos is one from Legends. Um, both es- uh, Essos and uh, Susubo are both from Canon. Yeah, yeah, from both from uh, Legends. Legends. Yep. Yeah, I've heard yeah, Susubo like is technically too. Is is Susubo from um, from Thrawn? legend stuff i f- i have heard of that essos i haven't i've heard of but i don't know why i've heard of it whereas sisabu sounds like a like maybe they mentioned you know what? it could be all of this could be mentioned in um all of this could have been mentioned in uh shadows fall as i'm reading it so maybe that's why they all sound familiar for to me because they fight with someone who has like who was at like a Malastare Sullustin standoff that they call like Mal Malust or something? It's it, it's interesting. They're using a lot of different. The book is really interesting with with the little side references they give. It doesn't. Uh, it's just a planet in. As far as I know, what I'm looking up, it's just it's just a planet in the Changerola system, uh, which is in the Bormier sector of the right. world. That's pretty much all it. It doesn't say anything else in terms of legends, which is interesting. So I don't know. Maybe it's just like all well, those planets that you know they just mention and they don't do anything with. Yeah. Yep. But in so many of the stories that we read and everything, so. Yeah, the battle. Cool. Yeah, the battle. Evan Hawk podcast wrote uh, the battle for Coruscant two point I, I mean, yeah, the the battle for Coruscant was awesome. So if we get okay. something, if we get something, there won't be as many capital ships probably. I don't know. Have have you guys read Shadows Fall yet? Um, I don't think there'll be as many capital ships, but maybe we do get something like that, fighting over a city planet. Um, and I mean, that was Troyth like, would make well, sense, you know? So that was, that was one of the best scenes. I mean, regardless of what people think, that was one of the best scenes in Revenge of the Sith, too. Like, they had the CGI and everything, like, all of that stuff. That was actually, um, like, really, really well done. Oh, it's one of the best. Yeah, one of the best spaces. I, I would love to see that redone in like because i loved rogue one that battle was awesome but rogue one looks so much more like the new special effects are just amazing so to see like someone redo the battle of coruscant with like the technology now would just be i mean all those capital ships and stuff is just it'd be really really neat yeah oh yeah absolutely i mean for people like shit on the prequels so much you gotta admit the even the scenery like just the planets and everything even just that because it was 20 years yeah. long in the originals. Just the views of some of the scenes. Oh, the world building was just incredible. Yeah. So, and the, even so with the sequel trilogy, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. A beautiful. I mean, the, the, it's always, it's always been really neat. Yeah. Even that, I, I, I still don't know how I feel about the, the thing with Poe, like hyperspace skipping or whatever, but some of those plant, the, the scenery there is incredible. Like when he goes through that stuff, there's one that's like an upside down city, like looks like something out of Inception. Like, and then he goes through like this green, like worms are jumping. I mean, that was that in terms of visuals, it was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you can't, you can't fault Star Wars for any of that stuff. I mean, they have even the original trilogy, they get the stuff yeah, that they get at the time. Like absolutely. So, I mean, now if it came out like that, obviously people would be like, what the right, hell? right. Um, but this is cool. We'll get to fly over. I mean, 
Again, we were talking about before this got released. We just uh, we haven't like a when's the last Rogue Squadron that came out? Like to just battle above these new planets, planets that you've heard of. The Yavin Prime battle looks like it's going to be unbelievable, right? Um, and then DLC, who knows? Like new maps that may come out. You never know, you know. That's the other thing too that I, I'm wondering about this is that you could literally throw in anything with this. Like, it, I'll take a step back. As long as it's not completely tied to canon at, at all times, multiplayer wise. Right. But like, you could essentially throw in like, all right, you know what? We're gonna do DLC and we're gonna throw in, uh, let's just say Coruscant for example, or Hoth or any of the other famous well they talk about right even if they wanted to do this timeline they talk about different battles that like um some of the battles uh thane kyrell was in right yeah. with um corona squad was it corona squadron was that was that the name of it so yes um but like these different squadrons were everywhere they talk about stuff in shadows fall all the time like these different these different battles going on um where Meteor Squadron was, where uh, Chaz's Squadron was before, you know, like Hound Squadron, how she got to Hound Squadron, how Will Lark did the Battle of Endor with, um, I forget the name of his original um, squadron. But yeah, it, it like the DLCs could easily bring in, like, like you're saying, some of the best uh, like battles that they mention in books and just be like, here was the battle for Coruscant. Here was the battle for this. You know what I mean? They had to take back all, a lot of these planets. You know what I mean? So that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, Steve, you do. Steve would definitely agree with Evan Hawk on that. Hold on maneuver and light speed. <laughs> like speed skipping doesn't exist. Nope, not at all. It doesn't exist at all. I don't mind the hold on maneuver. I think it's a very interesting, it was a very interesting thing to do. The light speed skipping, I still don't quite understand, but whatever. I mean, Thrawn does micro jumps in legends that were really cool to get on different sides of the battle. But even that is like a calculated, like we're going here to here once to rearrange the strategy. You know what I mean? Poe just seems to just keep hitting the button and they're just like, <laughs> I don't know. I, if it even made sense, it would make more sense that he hyperspace skips and keeps ending up in different parts of space, right? Not in atmospheres. I don't know. We won't. That's a, that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> That one was weird. The, the the hyperspace skipping was. I think in concept, it, it, I think concept is cool. Like yeah, it looked awesome. Trying. And we get into it. Star Wars is way more fantasy than it is science fiction. But some of it's like interesting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, that's a different discussion. You so you think it's more fantasy than sci-fi? It definitely is, because it's not really based on science. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's sci-fi because we think of sci-fi as space and technology and futuristic, but it's 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 barely fantasy even sci-fi aspect that it's not realistic. No, they just make it up. They make up future technology. They don't care if it makes sense in real life, which is fine. Whereas something like Star Trek is more sci-fi. Not that they're dead on accurate, but they care more about real-world physics and how it may work. Star Wars doesn't need to it never has like they don't need to figure it out like lightsabers are completely unrealistic it's not you know what i mean okay i mean i don't know i guess i never really thought of it that way I just you know sci-fi and to me just means star wars it's just or right i think I, th I i know i'm coming at it from like a, a genre critique like technically star wars really isn't sci-fi because it's they're not basing much on science at all. It's just that it's a fantasy in the future 
And I think we just right. naturally assume space is sci-fi when really that's not what the, it's what the genre kind of became. You know what I'm saying? But that's not what it means. Right. Like Lord of the, like it's, it's, it's Star Wars is Lord of the Rings in space in the future, even though it's a long, long time ago. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it is not Star Trek or Interstellar or these things that are, that are trying to be based on stuff in reality. It's from a certain point of view. True. <laughs> All right. Do we have, uh, do you have any other feelings on like, since it's been a week since the, the Star Wars, uh, the squadrons thing came out, you have any, uh, there's been little leaks of just different things and stuff. Anything you're more excited about, less excited about? I just honestly, I just want the game to get here. I, <laughs> I, um, I mean, it's coming out. It's gonna be interesting when that comes out because you consoles coming out. You got, I mean, we've we know Halo's on the horizon. Destiny's coming out with stuff. Yeah, Cyberpunk's here. You got all this stuff coming out. It's, I think, from a time perspective, it'll be interesting. If I'm how I feel at that time. Mm-hmm. That said, I'm super excited. I just. I honestly, the visuals, I, I really just want to be able to be in a cockpit and just fly through like Yavin Prime, like the, yep. the space, just like with today's graphics and everything and just see how it looks. It's yeah, absolutely. Just, absolutely. That's one thing I, I really want to do. I haven't, I don't, I haven't seen anything that I've kind of like from a negative standpoint i I don't know if you have if you've seen any like no i think the one complaint i've heard is just like that it's um that uh it's first person only or that that seems to be what's been said um i i actually like that um i think it's way more well yeah realistic immersive but um you know, like we had talked about on the thing, I, I I tried to play as much first person as I could in Battlefront, but like you just, you can't, you can't compete against someone in third person. So like it gets boring, like getting smoked. Now, if now everybody's in the same, in the same, uh, in the same thing, you know what I mean? In the cockpit, you have to make moves, you know, you have to understand where your wings are, you know what I mean? And, and stuff like that, that adds a whole different thing than flying in third person, you know? Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll, that aspect will definitely be interesting. It's more like a flight sim than in that sense, but right. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be one of those games that it's either people are going to love it or, or they're going to hate it. And the people that do love it, it's going to be like a niche. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a smaller audience for sure that love it. I think that it'll be it's a Star Wars game, so there'll be a big there'll be a lot of people to buy it. You know what I mean? Because it's Star Wars. But in terms of continuing players in the scene, I think it'll be smaller, but I think it'll be, if it's good, I think it'll be, uh, they'll be consistent and they will be like a really good, it'll be a really good group. You know what I mean? Of people that play it religiously and, and really enjoy it, but it, it'll never be that big just because of what it is. Like a Starfighter is just not going to. It'll be a great game to watch on Twitch too. I mean, that, that game. I think you'll see a lot of people play through it and then you'll see some people try if they, I, I mean, like I talked about in the thing, dude, if they, if they somehow make, cause I, again, I've never, like we were talking about, like flying is always just like get behind somebody and shoot at them. Right. Like I never, I've never understood the, the mechanics of a strategy of flying in formation and stuff like that, but it exists. Right. Um, 
So I think it'd be really cool if there's almost like not a competitive scene in terms of like an esport, but like that there are players that are really competitive and like you get to see some really interesting strats. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, maybe it'll be an Hog ship pod. <laughs> hey, you know what? Like, I mean, they they just got to bring back Knights of the Old Republic. They just got to do it. They got to make it canon or do something. They chickened out. They chickened out and went with the High Republic. God, yeah. They need. Uh, I don't know if it's if they need to go down the road of a remake and just completely. I don't know. It's just they. Uh, that'd be cool though. That would be if they actually did a ship mod like that, or say like a skin or something like that. That'd be wicked cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet they'll release if they do DLC. They'll release some other ships. I don't think we'll get. I don't think we'll get like any like freighters. I think there'll be like you may get a B wing and like a Tie Defender kind of deal, but um, but yeah, some of my favorite ships. I mean, Ebon Hawk's an awesome ship. Um, the uh, the Outrider from Shadows of the Empire. I mean, they have that model, you know, in what was it called, Iron Squadron or something, or Iron was it Iron Squadron in a Rebels episode, but um, but yeah, yeah no, I mean, it'll be it'll be cool, you know. So that brings up another point. So if you're going to uh, DLC-wise, not only that you can bring in plants, why don't you just bring in new ships too? You can bring in all the ships that you want. Like yeah, I mean, if they balance, if it is a strategy-based game, if, if there's a lot of strategy to it and skill and, and like that kind of thing, and it's not just fly around and shoot people, it may be tough to add a bunch of new ships because that's like, that's like when you have like a hero-based shooter and you try to add someone, you like you have to give them their own gadget. So like the, the B-Wing and the TIE Defender are the two you know, kind of glaring, glaring absences, um, omissions from, from the, the squadron that they, the, the, the ability, the, the, the ship list that they gave. So you could, and they could be seen as filling a similar role, um, as like a high, uh, high damage, you know what I mean? Kind of unique ship, although the tight defender is supposed to be faster shields. It's supposed to be better in every way. So, but they'd have to find a way to balance it. You know what I mean? Um, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be really cool. Yeah. The story. So yeah, like the story mode will be interesting. I'm excited for that too. I think that's where you could add some DLC. You know what I mean? I, like we were talking about, you could add like DLC of a lot of these post Endor battles, maybe even, I mean, Jakku, the battle for Jakku, yeah, right? And just make them little stories like this is where Vanguard was, or it doesn't even have to be Vanguard at that point. You're playing the storyline, right? You could take the role of of Meteor or Hail or Red or Gold or Blue or whoever's around at this time. You know what I mean? Um, you could literally pull in Shadow Spall and just throw them in there and be like, all right. Yeah, if they survive the if they survive this book, yeah, like you could have them in different places. Absolutely, be kind of cool if the. Uh, if they ever came out with like the U wing that's flying in the Battle of Exegol is actually like Kairos. Oh yeah, that would be really cool. Right. We'll never know because <laughs> maybe no. But uh yeah, that would be cool. I mean that's if this is a big opportunity for them to give the fans just a great flying game that you know, there's definitely a lot of opportunity here, and let's just hope that they don't screw it up. It's a big opportunity for EA to drop a totally different type of title on the heels of a really good one with Fallen Order and the amazing revival story of Battlefront 2 
And then, so, you know, at this point, like if they, if this one's really good, even it doesn't, again, like we said, it doesn't have to be this blockbuster because it is a, a, a ship sim. So it's not, yeah, it's not this big first person shooter or something or MMORPG. Um, but if they do well with it, um, you know, you got to start to look at as much as I think EA even now could be doing more and a better job because there's just so many stories to be told. Um, you, you start to, uh, EA has a better argument, you know? They haven't put out as much, but the last three have been really good, you know? Even if yeah, Battlefront they, 2 took a while to get there, they're really on uh, they're on a hot streak, you know what I mean? If this one's good, that's for sure. I mean, they did recently say they're going to double down on Star Wars titles, so... Yeah, we'll see. I mean, maybe that comes, and a lot of it, maybe it's easier, and maybe they can pump out titles with the High Republic, because, again, there's less restrictions, right, like we keep talking about. I know that they said the first phase of the High Republic doesn't have video games, but, I, you know, it's all money, right? If somebody has a good idea and they can put it out in a year or two, they're not going to say no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, we'll see. It, it's it's an interesting time because if they if they've says uh, Squadron doesn't do well, that will be a telling story. There will be a lot of backlash. Just. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm off EA no matter what, but yeah, if they fail this, I think they'll lose a lot of the goodwill that they've bought up, built up with uh, Fallen Order and where Battlefront 2 ended up, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Knights, Knights, Knights of the, of the High, High Republic. Republic. <laughs> I'd be down, man. I, I, we need something, I would be, right? For anything, just just give, give me something that's RPG, like, not... Even that MMO, even the old Republic MMO, just call it the High Republic MMO. You know what I mean? Something. Yep. It's just, God, they they need to do something. I mean, how cool it would be just to you know log in as yourself with like a Jedi or a Sith or whatever, and you get the you know roam the Star Wars Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, I th again, like I think the video game thing. I think it's been a lot of the story restrictions of like canon and stuff. But with the High Republic, you're right. I mean, open it up. I mean, there you have the most popular or one of the most popular IPs in the world, right? People will buy anything. I just like I I just can't understand how you're not pumping out like give me a Call of Duty Star Wars game, like give me a first person. It's already built. Call of Duty's already built. Right? Like, you just take the engine, you do the same shit. Like, how many first-person shooters come out every month? Right? You know? And you put it Stormtrooper Republic, and you and you do, like, a, you don't even have to do a storyline. Just, like, give us some planets and, and go to town. It's not hard. You know what I mean? It really isn't. Um, you know? And then work on the more, the deeper things, the RPGs, the stuff like that. But, like, there should be games coming out left and right. I mean, there's no reason... Do they have a really big base for first-person shooters, though? I mean, no, but it doesn't. But it, but it really doesn't matter because it's studio based. You get you, you. They can buy a studio that does it. You know what I mean? True. Respawn. Well, yeah. I mean, respawn. I know it's a different respawn, but they own respawn, and they came out with Apex, and they've come out with Titanfall. That's a perfect model for a Star Wars shooter. First-person shooter, not a Battlefront. Like you know what I mean? Like smaller scale, like like Call of Duty and stuff. I mean. I know you're going to roll your eyes and I will too, but like a battle royale, I just, this is the stuff that like every other big studio is putting out and they don't have the, I, they don't have an IP. You know what I mean? Like a battle, like a battle royale, you know, it, it's past its prime, I think, but it's, it's still in its, it's still popular for a high end game. So like, 
everyone was putting out battle royales, you know, last year. Like, why isn't there Star Wars one? Like, it wouldn't, if you just put some effort in it, it wouldn't fail. You know what I mean? It may not be someone's favorite, but like, it would be played. No, you know? it, I mean, it's perfectly good. I mean, how cool would it be to drop in uh, some planet? And yeah, you, last man alive. And, but yeah, you're last man alive. And then you go and try to open up the crates and, you know, you might get a blaster pistol. You might get. Yeah, you might get yeah, the man. Chips, and if then, you wanted to add vehicles. Yeah, yeah. Droids is like upgrades. Dude, yeah, I mean. And this is me you spitballing for five minutes of thought, you know? It's just silly that this isn't it's dumb. It's yeah. it's just like why? It you could get what if you added oh my god, what if you added like Mandalorian stuff? You could add like jetpacks, you could add like yeah, all this dude, stupid absolutely. that stuff. Oh my god. Like it, it Yeah, I think I think the thing is at the end of the day typically you get slower releases with high quality or a bunch of releases and a lot of it's low quality, right? With some high quality. My problem with the whole EA thing is like, it's been slow and shitty until recently. You know, now they're putting out good games, but still taking forever. It's like, I just feel like they have enough studios with the Star Wars IP address, the Star Wars IP to be able to, I call them IP address, the Star Wars IP to like, I just think you could be, making all kinds of games you know you have you have they make fucking so much money off of all these ip yeah what the hell like come on like it's star wars you like, yep. give the people what they want come on we want more mobile games <laughs> fuck that i, don't I know, want I know. i'm kidding god Friggin' and the one game I actually did like they <laughs> There's more re releases than new releases. Like Pod uh Pod Razor just came to Switch and Jedi Outcast yeah, and Academy. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. But like it's still But that's nice. what I'm saying. There's more re releases than there are new releases. Like what's going on? It's just like it maybe, you know, one of these days maybe someone some fan or whatever will make like a spin off like Kind of like the that game you were playing. That's like Pokemon uh, Temtem. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like kind of like Star Wars, but it's not Star Wars, but it is Star Wars. Right. I got you. Yep. I don't know. Um, All right, man. Is that uh, all we got? uh, I think that's gonna wrap up our episode. So everyone, thank you for joining us. Uh, As always, uh, subscribe to our Twitch channel, our YouTube channel or our spotify uh we're all over the place with our uh our videos and everything so uh feel free to follow us uh, for more content and otherwise uh we'll catch you later pawans later